Good morning from the Financial Times. Today is Tuesday, August 22nd, and this is your FT News Briefing. The sell-off in long-term U.S. government bonds continued yesterday, and tech startups are wondering whether arms listing will reignite the IPO market. Plus, countries are trying to find middle ground between the U.S. and China, and it means a whole new set of alliances. If you're a clever middle power, you can sometimes be close to the West, you can sometimes be close to China, and sometimes be close to Russia. I'm Mark Filipino, and here's the news you need to start your day. The yield on the 10-year U.S. Treasury hit 4.35% on Monday. The last time that happened, you have to go back to 2007. Here to talk about the bond sell-off is the FT's U.S. Markets Editor, Jennifer Hughes. Hi, Jen. Hi there. So, Jen, it's been 16 years since the yield on the 10-year Treasury was this high. That is wild. Yeah, November 2007, and the the 30-year yield also hit a high not seen since 2011. So we've got the same thing really going on in both. And it wasn't so much fundamentals as really just the market was eyeing this high. On Friday, we'd almost reached this level and traders were sort of itching to take out this level. And then we can see what happens next. I know that sounds more technical than we'd like to see in a front page FT story, but I think that's really the reality of what happened. Now, how come we didn't see the same sort of movement from equities, Jen? I mean, The S&P was up a little bit yesterday. I think we're seeing a bit of a divergence this week in what the stock market and the treasury market are focusing on. First up with the stock market, we've got NVIDIA earnings on Wednesday, and that's so important. NVIDIA stock was up on Monday. Now, what that is, is expectations that it will do a repeat of what it did three months ago and knock it out of the park in terms of higher revenues, higher profits, and a really strong growth forecast. That would give everyone a lot more faith in this whole AI theme that we've been talking about. For the Treasury markets, the focus is really on the Jackson Hole Symposium. This is the annual gathering held by the Kansas Fed later this week. And Jerome Powell is speaking on Friday. We've got people like Christine Lagarde speaking as well. And that would be the key for interest rates and for yields, really, is the what they say there. The chances are they're going to stay quite hawkish, and that's what was you could say was reflected in yields on Monday. Jen Hughes is the FT's U.S. Markets Editor. Thanks, Jen. You're welcome. Chip designer Arm filed a blockbuster IPO on Monday afternoon in New York, and that has everyone wondering whether other private Silicon Valley tech companies will follow suit. I'm joined now by the FT's West Coast financial editor, Tabby Kinder. Hi, Tabby. Hi, Mark. So Monday's filing, Tabby, has a lot of people wondering whether Arm will kind of set the tone for a new season of public offerings. Why is that? Yeah, so the Arm IPO is in many ways going to be watched as a signal by the tech startup community as just a test of investor appetites because it's been a hard 18 months with almost no tech IPOs. And the ARM listing is due to be so big at the moment it could be anywhere from 50 to 70 billion plus that it will be a signal to the tech market that 
18 months of closed IPO markets could be coming to an end. But at the same time, I mean, Arm is an anomaly. It's a really large company. It deals in mostly in hardware. So for the companies in the pipeline that are really desperate to IPO at some point soon, like Reddit, Discord, Software Group, Databricks, Instacart, these companies uh, have very different fundamentals. But what we're really looking for is is a gauge of investor sentiment that provides a a glimmer of hope to the tech startup world. Yeah, as you mentioned, Arm is kind of in a league of its own. But what would happen if it were to set off a wave of new listings? What will happen with Arm is that it will likely signal that the IPO market window is open. And that's a big difference from uh, signaling that the IPO market is great, right? So likely the companies that need to IPO, they've spent the last year, two years running down on cash and need to raise some capital or have other reasons for needing to raise capital. The really desperate ones will go. The companies that are able to hold out probably will delay until markets are much more stable, even if this window is opened by a successful ARM IPO. Tabby Kinder is the FT's West Coast financial editor. Thank you, Tabby. Thanks. Leaders from across the developing world are gathering in Johannesburg, South Africa this week. They'll debate whether the BRICS group of nations should expand. BRICS is an acronym of the current members, Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa. And if all countries that want to join do get included... BRICS could represent 45% of the global economy. It would mark a huge shift of geopolitical power away from the West. Alec Russell is the FT's foreign editor, and he joins me now to discuss this. Hi, Alec. Mark, hello. So first of all, Alec, which countries want to join BRICS and why? There's a whole host of countries from around the world that want to come on board. Some of them are natural associates of what used to be known as the the global south, which is a term for the kind of big developing countries, but also other suitors that want to join are from the Middle East with big, well-developed economies. Why have we gotten to a point where BRICS has gotten so popular that countries are beating down the door to get in? Well... It's a very interesting time in geopolitics right now. I mean, obviously, you have the most important phenomenon, which is America's rift with China. There's a whole host of other countries that have sensed an opportunity. And I call this the a la carte world. They sense that after long years when America was the sole superpower and they had to basically either do America's bidding or be sort of outside their favor. Now, actually, if you're a clever middle power, you can sometimes be close to the West, you can sometimes be close to China, and sometimes be close to Russia. Yeah, like one country that really comes to mind is Turkey. Turkey is a classic example of a middle power. It's a member of NATO. Turkey's been pursuing its own path and has been having close contact with Russia. And that's been deemed by the West to be fine because that's the price to be paid uh, by the West, as it were, for keeping Turkey sort of on side. So, Alec, you spoke to the person coordinating the BRICS summit. Do we have a sense of whether or not the group will expand? He said that 
There are 22 states that have asked to join and that it's all up for grabs, effectively, that uh, there has been no decision taken about who will join and who can join. So I think there's going to be a huge trade-off going on uh, because if you are the Brazilian delegation or the Indian delegation, you're particularly keen to see that they retain a a sort of relative dominance in the group. They don't want loads of smaller countries to sort of come in and form a part of a, a China club. So I think there's going to be an awful lot of arguing behind the scenes. Alec Russell is the FT's foreign editor. Thanks, Alec. Thank you, Mark. You can read more on all of these stories at FT.com for free when you click the links in our show notes. This has been your daily FT News Briefing. Make sure you check back tomorrow for the latest business news. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, this is Janice Torres from Yo Quiero Dinero. If you own or operate a business, whether it's a local operation or a global corporation... Partnering with Bank of America could be your smartest move. By teaming with Bank of America, you'll enjoy exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Position your business to capitalize on opportunity in a moment's notice. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Copyright 2024.